Welcome to the Flourish Heights podcast, made for women by women. I'm your host, Valerie Adjamine, women's health dietitian and the founder of Flourish Heights. To be empowered in health starts with a true connection with your body. Together, we are breaking through topics surrounding periods, women's nutrition, body awareness, self-care, and much more. Let's flourish and be the best version of ourselves. Hey, I hope you're doing fabulous. It's so good to be back as always. And in today's episode, we're getting into the fertility awareness method or FAM. Have you heard of this? Are you into it? Is this your first time hearing about it? And I'll be real, speaking for myself, I discovered this method just a few years ago and I wondered why as a young adult I was now hearing and learning about it. I mean, talk about being late to the game. But I definitely think it's worth knowing because it can make you just feel more in tune with your body. Let me know about your experience using the fertility awareness method if you've tried it before. Like, has it worked for you? Do you have it down pat? Did you try it out and, you know, immediately thought, yeah, this is not for me? But today I am in conversation with Christine Williams, a certified women's health and fertility educator and founder of Coco Flow. Christine educates women and girls about their reproductive health and provides information and resources so that they can live a life in true appreciation of their bodies. She is going to break down the fertility awareness for you today, so grab a glass of something, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hey, Christine. Thank you so much for stopping by the Flourish Heights podcast. I've been looking forward to this like for a very long time, and I'm so excited to jump into what we're talking about today. Hey, Valerie. So am I. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about our conversation. Yeah. So let's get right in. Tell our listeners who you are and what you do. So my name is Christine and I have a up and coming business called Coco Flow Fertility. And what I am, I am a certified fertility awareness educator. um, And I focus on teaching women about their menstrual cycle for whole body health. So that's what I do um, all day, every day. All day, every day. I love it. (laughs) And these are such important conversations. Um, You know, we can never, you know, stop talking about our menstrual cycles, periods. Um, Just, we just need to keep on doing it. So I just love that. Like, that's literally your life. Um, But (laughs) let's, let's get a little deeper into why you actually got into this work of educating women around, you know, reproductive health and the menstrual cycle. So I was probably 22 years old when I finally decided to get off hormonal birth control. Thankfully, I was married, (laughs) but um, I got off and I wanted to find a birth control method that was something different because at the rate I was going, taking the pills every two days and missing them, I was going to get pregnant unexpectedly. So I was like, well, let me find a different birth control. Um, ran across fertility awareness method, had no idea what it was about, but I knew it was natural. And so I said, well, let me give this a try. Fast forward years later, um, I know my body more than ever. And it was just me wanting to get off hormonal birth control that led me to find fertility awareness method. And then just knowing so much I didn't know about my body. And I was just kind of like, 
okay, if I don't know, there's other women who don't know. And so I just can't keep quiet about what I know. So I have to spread the information and share to other women. Yeah, I love that you kind of used your own experience and journey to kind of empower your yourself and also just empower the community. Because I mean, that's kind of like the story I kind of hear. It's like, you know, until maybe you're trying to like prevent pregnancy or maybe trying to do things more natural, you come across um, fertility awareness method. And I know we're going to jump deeper into what that is, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think like, do you think there's a majority of women today that are just so disconnected to how their bodies work? Because I mean, this is not something that is, you know, really brought to the spotlight often. I mean, I don't, at least for me, just kind of being in this field, I haven't seen much of that. Yeah, I do think we are disconnected there with knowing our bodies. I think what happens is that we grow up and as soon as we start puberty, our automatic thought is, okay, just don't get pregnant. But there's nobody there to really teach us what is really going on with our reproductive system outside of making a baby. And so I think, right. And so when we are growing up and like our health class didn't teach anything, I know I can't remember if they taught me anything about like my, my reproductive system or anything like that. And it's just from then, from from our body and our health not being a priority, I think we just kind of put that priority in the doctor's hands and say, hey, okay, what's going on with me? I know nothing, like what's going on with me? And so it's just kind of like, we only know our body through myths of like, okay, if I have sex, I could get pregnant every day of my cycle. And that, you know, that's not true. So we kind of know what we know about our body through a little bit of myths and just kind of generational things. Um, and I and think with women, we don't really learn our body until we're ready to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And I think it could be so frustrating then because you've always thought, okay, I can get pregnant right after hormonal birth control or getting off birth control. And then you're trying and then not for everybody. Can you just automatically get pregnant? And then you think, okay, what's going on? Like I thought it was this easy and, you know, the process is a process. And I do think that the world is starting to open up to learning about the women's bodies, as we can see with just like when I go down the aisle of Target, I see a basal body temperature that I would have never seen five years ago. Um, So I think it is getting out there where women are starting to learn their bodies. Yeah. And then also like we know by now there's just a lot of stigma around topics surrounding our bodies, et cetera. Um, but I think today, like you said, you know, there's Mm -hmm. people are more open to these conversations and people are wanting to break the silence and, you know, in, in these types of topics and, um, you know, I mean, staying silent really does more harm to our communities, um, than good. And I'm, I'm just so grateful for, you know, women, women's health advocates like you who are bringing these conversations, um, to light every single day. I think it's so needed. Now, I want to get into a little bit of body literacy, which I know you know all about. Um, and so when I, when I got specializing into women's health nutrition as a dietitian, I realized that body literacy really, it's that piece, um, that piece of the puzzle that is really missing when it comes to our health. And there's this saying, and I'm a million percent sure you know this all too well, is that, you know, our menstrual cycle is our fifth vital sign. And what that means is 
you know, to our listeners is that, you know, our, our menstrual cycle is really able to kind of tell us a lot about our health. And so if we aren't knowledgeable about our cycles, we could be missing out on just a whole lot when it comes to, you know, the status, um, of our health, it comes to body literacy, because that's also a, you know, a topic or, um, that I kind of dive in a little bit. Um, you know, that's really just observing and learning, understanding your body, your cycle. It's recognizing the changes in your body as it relates to fertility. And I know we're going to get into all of that shortly. Um, but for those listening, I mean, even when it comes down to like the signs, the symptoms that are associated with your period, it's all of this really is so that you can be empowered in your body and have more confidence. Like if you know more, you can ident- identify any, you know, new changes and, you know, share them with your provider, get the care that you need. Um, and, and that's such a vital part of any wellness journey. Uh, so before we dive into the fertility awareness method, tell us what, like what fertility is. So fertility is the ability to reproduce. That's what fertility is. And so when it comes to I guess with the method, what fertility is and like the, the most, I guess the sign of fertility, that would be ovulation. So ovulation is the first and foremost sign of fertility. Um, we need ovulation and that is ovulation is the key part in our menstrual cycle. I think a lot of people think that it's their period, but it's really not. It's all about our ovulation. And so when we look at our reproductive system and like to see the health of that reproductive system, we want to see if you're ovulating. Um, and what so is ovulation, that- by the way, for those who don't know who are listening? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so ovulation is the process where the follicle comes out of the ovary and into the fallopian tube for possible implantation or implantation or fertilization. So it's just kind of coming out and just kind of hanging out there for possible for sperm to get to it, to have a, have a child. So without that, then that's where you start your period and, um, you go about to the next cycle. So uh, I hope I answered that in the most simplistic way. Oh, very simple. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you broke it down for us, you know, um, that, you know, fertility, there's some signs, but like the ovulation is the, the queen of the cycle, basically. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So, okay. We're talking about fertility. Now, what is the fertility awareness method. What is the point of it? Break it down because okay. let's be honest here. It, I mean, for me, it's something I learned like couple, just a couple of years ago. And I know so many people listening, um, you know, even those that are at the adult age are not familiar with that. So for those who may not, you know, understand what, what is it and what's the point? Okay, so two-part question. So let me, the first part is, what is fertility awareness method? Well, it's a set of principles that are used to determine when you're fertile, when you're infertile. So the point of it is, one, to determine your own unique pattern. So you can use it for pregnancy achievement or avoidance, but the purpose is to narrow down when you're fertile in a cycle. So not each month to month, are you fertile at the same time? So due to stress and how you eat and just your outside external factors affecting your body, it can change when you ovulate. So we want to just know, so the fertility awareness method helps you to know, okay, you're fertile 
around this time during that month. And so you use these principles, basal body temperature, cervical, um, cervical fluid. You can also use your cervical position and you can also use <laughs> LH testing strips, which are OPK tests to narrow down that time. So you can decide what you wanna do if you wanna get pregnant or if you wanna avoid pregnancy. Yeah, I love, I love that. And it's, I just love that. It's also like unilateral. And I know that this is, may not be, I mean, everybody's situation is totally different. Some people may not have, um, the, this option to, to do it for whatever reason, maybe it's a health reason. Maybe it's, I mean, mm -hmm. we just, you know, so, um, but I like that this is something that someone can kind of get into if they wanted to go into this, but I think it, it really, uh, takes a lot of, uh, understanding your body and which is like, it you know, does. just, yeah, people just aren't like, we talked about, you know, like most majority of women being so disconnected, but this really yeah. takes you to put in some work. It does. And if you can, I mean, there's fertility awareness method is one of many other natural cycle tracking methods. It's a mouthful, but so there's other methods that you can use and those methods can be used for however you want to use them. And I'm, so I'm saying fertility awareness method, you have to take your basal body temperature every day, but there's another method called the Billings method where you just look at your cervical fluid, you know? So, and then the method you can, once you learn like the, the basic principles of the method, you can kind of finagle how you want to use it. Now, granted, it's you're putting yourself in control of your fertility. So not all birth control is a hundred percent. So if you use it, however you use it, it's going to determine how effective it is. So if you decide not to use your basal body temperature this month and just do cervical fluid only, that's okay. As long as you know that you know what you're doing and what you're looking for. I think a lot of people have like they who don't know fertility awareness method they think that, oh, it's the rhythm method. Totally not the rhythm method, like at all whatsoever. It's scientifically proven cervical fluid and basal body temperature are actual things that happen in the body. Um, and they fluctuate when ovulation has occurred. Um, but the method, like I wake up every day, like my day-to-day -day is pretty easy. And I, it's, I wake up, I take my basal body temperature if I can, because sometimes I wake up and my child's up, so I don't take it. But I wake up, take my basal body temperature, look at my cervical fluid, and that I'm done. That's it. I, I track it, and that's it. And it's it's not a lot as people may think it is, unless you put that much into it. Like I don't take, um, I don't do OPKs all the time. Um, sometimes I check my cervical fluid or sometimes I forget, but because I have a strong basic foundation, I'm able to kind of use it to my advantage, if that makes sense. But for somebody who's just starting out, I would definitely say, learn your body, like learn what the menstrual cycle is, and then get with somebody who can actually properly train you because that helps you get a basic foundation before you start using it how to however you want to use it for your daily life. Yeah. That was kind of where I was getting into, like, how does one even get started? <laughs> like, how can, you know, somebody, Sorry, just... I know I jumped, I didn't mean to jump ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I meant that as in like, it's, 
you know, it, it's so overwhelming for, you know, some people it's just like, okay, I have to do this, check my fluid. I have to, you know, understand my cycle. It's like, okay, what's the first like thing that I need to do. So, um, you know, yeah, it's like, what is the simplest approach, but you, I think, like you said, just finding, you know, some, somebody yeah. that can really guide you and hold your hand, you know, especially in like the beginning, um, parts of things. So I feel like the easiest way is, I mean, for me was understanding my cycle. Um, Mm -hmm. so let's talk about just like cycle tracking. Like, can you share your top two tips to getting started with uh, cycle tracking? Um, what are your favorite apps? If you use any, any tools, all that good stuff. Before I want to just say that your menstrual cycle is a monthly checkup that you can use to see what is going on inside of your body month to month and determine how your whole body health is. Um, but my, so my first two tips for getting into cycle tracking is like I said, menstrual cycle, know what that is and how it works in the body. And then the next thing would to be uh, get what's, if you really want to learn, um, if you can't self-teach, cause I know some people self-teach themselves, if you don't feel comfortable and you want to make sure you confidently know the method, definitely find an educator who is certified and has been using the method and has properly taught other women. So that way, when you're learning from that person, she's not giving you wrong, bad information. And then you go out there and you get pregnant and you're like, oh my goodness. That's my other reason too would be, what are you, what is your reason for wanting to get into cycling naturally because that would kind of help you to power through to keep going because I know that first couple of months like first two months of learning your body it can be overwhelming and if you don't have like a this is why I'm doing it you'll you'll let it go because mm-hmm. yeah I can yeah. I remember when I first started learning and I took it to my doctor and she was just like no I don't <laughs> I don't trust Yeah, not I don't trust you. Do you want to get on birth control? And I'm like, no, I know what I'm doing. So sometimes you can feel like you're like out there by yourself. So definitely, yeah. Let's talk about the it just kind of sparked my my memory because um we do this like uh like community event every single year called Bloom. Mm-hmm. And last year I got to partner with a fertility like um, tracking device company to give away one of their, um, their tools for, um, basically for fam, it was like the basal, like, um, temperature. Um, and so I, yeah, like what are some, cause I know like, that's something you have to, like, you wake up every morning, you have to take your temperature before you even like get out of bed, like, um, and apps, right. I forgot. Yeah. So some of the apps, so Kendara is a really good one. And then there's another one called FEMM, F-E-M-M. And there's another one called, uh, oh, I can't think of the other one, but, um, oh, I think it's called Read Your Body app. Those three, I, I, I stand by those three, um, only because most apps are kind of algorithm based. They're the modern day rhythm method. And so what happens is women, they put their information in. And I think for like the first couple of months, they're trying to get to know your body. And then once they know your body, in a sense, they start to make these, um, like your period is going to start today. And then when their period doesn't start, they're like, okay, what's happening. And like I said, previously, those outside external factors affected when you ovulate it. So it just kind of shifted your period. So I know the biggest one out there is like natural cycles. Yeah. And I do like natural cycles. I do. Cause that's the one I first started on, 
But I would say once you start to really get into um, tracking your body and really using it, get off natural cycles mm. only because it does have an algorithm that it uses to de- once it starts to learn your body and your patterns, it starts to make those definite things. And um, if you're trying to use it for pregnancy achievement, it's going to frustrate you. Um, I know firsthand my sister who um, was using it and she got frustrated because she thought she was ovulating based on when the app told her yeah. <laughs> it did not happen that way. And so, yeah, it was a whole big thing. So I told her just get off and, you know, we'll go from there, but just think, so it's just, I always say, just beware of apps that try to like determine when your period is and you be the one in charge of actually putting that information in there. Yeah, that's the same with like the little menstrual cycle tracking oh, yes. tools too. I, I mean, it'll tell you, okay, you're ovulating this day. And like, you, you know, like it's like, yeah, just but sometimes it's, it's not, that's not the case. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, with the, I think some getting, like getting used to that whole, like taking your body temperature thing is is something that can be um, a bit overwhelming, I guess, in the beginning. And then you know, getting into that routine. Do you have any tips to like, for someone who maybe um, has one, wants to get into it, doesn't know how? Well, um, so, I mean, you would take it. So what it's the temperature, the whole thing about the temperature is it's measuring your, uh, your basal body temperature, and that's measuring your lowest metabolic rate. And one of the hormones, progesterone, once you ovulate, your body starts to produce progesterone, and it has a effect on the temperature of the overall body. So it's base body temperature is needed so that you can see when you have already ovulated. And I mean, some of the tips I could just put it by your phone, by your bed stand, like right on top, Um, set an alarm, like whenever you whatever alarm you use to wake up, use that same alarm to just take your temperature. So if it's, if the thermometer is right on your phone, you can just grab it, put it in and then do it that way. Um, and then too, like, you don't have to be so, um, like a slave to your thermometer. I know in the beginning I was so like dogmatic about don't forget to take your temperature. Don't forget. <laughs> and I'm just like, like, now that I'm a mother's life happens and I, I don't always get the best sleep. So if I at least take my temperature, like yesterday or the day, you know, the day before, at least I have a generic view of what's going on. But if you're somebody that can take it every day, that's great too. But mm-hmm. um, if you think of it, like taking a pill every day, like when you're on, if you're on the birth control pill, it's kind of like the same thing, just a thermometer. And when do you have to take the, like, when do you have to take your temperature? When's the best time to do it for those listening? The best time to do it is after four hours of consecutive sleep. And so if you're sick, you don't, I wouldn't, you shouldn't, it's not recommended that you take it because you already have an elevated temperature. Um, alcohol consumption can mess with your overall temperature. And so those times I would count those out, but anytime after four hours of consecutive sleep. So most times when you go to bed and when you wake up, but you know, sometimes too night shift workers, they have a hard time of mm-hmm. taking their temperature because their body is already um, have a, has a different rhythm, but, um, just, so if you take a four hour nap and you wake (laughs) up, you could use it then too. 
Yeah. Okay. So let's get into pros and cons of okay. fam. Let's we're saying fam now. Cause I'm like fertility word is fertility word is method. Like, <laughs> like, wait. Okay. So guys listening fertility awareness method, we should have said this earlier is fam. All right. So yes. keep up, follow along with us. Okay. So Christine, what are the benefits of fam? Is this something all women can use? Because earlier you talked about cervical mucus, but I know sometimes people don't even have much of that to really track the differences or, you know, every it's, it's different for everyone. Maybe it's a health condition that kind of, you know, is leading to that, or you don't have, you don't ovulate. So is this like, what are the benefits and is this for everyone? So some of the benefits would first be, I'm going to talk about the benefits first, because everyone wants to hear good news first. <laughs> so one, learning about your own unique body is definitely great. That's what you can do. You can see your own patterns with this method. Um, another one is you can use the information that you've gathered as a diagnostic tool. So you can take that information to your doctor and say, hey, this my menstrual cycle is off. It's been off. I think there's a deeper issue here. Um, you can also get a monthly report on your actual fertility. So tracking monthly helps you to know if you're ovulating because that's what we the key indicator is. We want to know if you're ovulating um, and tracking can let you know if you've ovulated or not and how often you haven't. Um, there's no side effects to using for fam. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and it also promotes communication and responsibility within relationships, which I like because I can, it getting pregnant doesn't just follow me. Like it takes two and it really involves two parties to be in agreement mm -hmm. majority of the time. So, and I guess some of the disadvantages of fam are, it is a learning curve. So you do have to take time to learn. And then it does take time. So learning in time, it does take. So, and I want, yeah, and yeah, it does take time. <laughs> and then last thing, the last benefit is it's great for just the whole, for whole body health, just to determine how your body is doing overall. And you can see that in your menstrual cycle. But back to like, if people have like health conditions, like, is this, like, is this something that benefits all people? Even oh, yes. Like I forgot to answer that. So like I said, there's different methods. So fertility awareness method, breastfeeding would not be a good one, but Billings method might be, um, women transitioning to menopause, it probably not, it would pose some challenges there. Um, irregular periods may pose some challenges and then, um, Women, and then I guess young girls, if they if their mother knows about it and they teach them just that the puberty stage can be a challenge there. But for the most part, like women with PCOS or endometriosis or anything like that, they can still cycle track. And it's probably really good that they do cycle track because we want to know about their obvious for PCOS. We want to know when they're ovulating and then endometriosis, we can see like the hormonal communication through their tracking to see what's going on exactly. So I've heard that this method has like the highest failure rate compared to any forms of birth control, like condoms, the pill, et cetera. Is that true? Like, can this, can it just be as effective? Um, I imagine obviously you have to really know your body and use it like correctly, like a hundred percent correctly mm -hmm. to benefit from it. I, I, Failure rates, I think, depend on person. And to be honest, not all birth control is 100%. With, um, with perfect use, out of 100 women, 1 to 12 women will get pregnant. 
And then with typical use, out of 100 women, 12 to 24 women will get pregnant. So it just, like I said, it goes back to if you learn the method and you correctly use the method and know the principles, you have a better chance of not getting pregnant because you know that, okay, I have my cervical fluid is letting me know I'm high in my fertility right now. So let me avoid or use barrier methods. Um, but if you're just casual with it, and if you don't use your basal body temperature and you forget to check your cervical fluid and, you know, just casualness of it all can make it depends on, depends on how, I guess I'm saying a lot, but it just depends on how you use the method for effectiveness. So with the effectiveness of this uh, method, um, so you're saying it, it, so, and you also mentioned this earlier, like it depends on also like what um, fertility tracking method you use, um, how regular your, your cycles are, how reliable yes. you track your periods. Or your I cycles. mean, yes, because I can say like, I've used the method during postpartum when everybody thought I was going to get pregnant and I told them. I'm not doing that. And so I didn't use fertility awareness method. I used Billings method in that I just tracked my cervical fluid, but um, I used that method instead. And I used those principles of that method. I am for someone like me who is using the method not to get pregnant. I'm very serious about not getting pregnant. So I take my birth control and fertility awareness method serious in that, okay, I really don't want to get pregnant. So let me make sure that I don't, and let me do what I need to do. Check my cervical fluid track and everything like that. But for someone who's like, I don't want to get pregnant, but it's okay. If it happens, they're <laughs> going to use the method in a very lackadaisical way in that they would get pregnant, you know? So it just depends yeah. even with like taking birth control pills, which you have to make sure you take every day. If you don't take them every day, you have to double up on days and then you have to miss a week and then, you know, things like that. If you miss going to the doctor to get your shot for um, the depot, you know, it, it just depends on how you use it. It's, per, you know, person to person. So yeah. failure rate, I wouldn't, I don't, think it's a high failure rate to me. I don't think so. Like not at all. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it definitely takes a lot of effort for sure. For sure. Um, okay. So you also talked a lot about cervical mucus. I'm, I don't know if we even went too deep into that, but Jen, can you just give us like a general like overview of like, um, what to look for when you're, um, checking your cervical mucus? Like what's the point of it? So quick nuggets, what's the point of it? It helps sperm mobility. What to look for? You want to look for progressively moist and wet wetness of it. Um, it's It has, cervical fluid is based on the estrogen of the growing follicle. So that growing follicle has effects on the cervical fluid. Um, so in the beginning, when your fertile window starts to open up, it will be very like lotiony and then as you as your high fertility days become it will be like an egg white and that very wet and like and so, stretchy right yes yeah. very wet and stretchy 
if you see that, run away if you're not trying to get <laughs> Abstain. And like yes. you you were funny earlier because you were trying to like say it in a very nice professional way, like how, you know, some people are kind of not as serious around the time of ovulation. And so if they just try and see what, you know, what they can get during that time. Um, yeah, oh. don't be surprised if you get any surprises, basically. <laughs> right, exactly. You can't say, oops, never mind. Oops. <laughs> um, okay, so for someone who wants to know more about how to use fertility awareness method, what are some resources to get started? I personally love the book, The Fifth Vital Sign by Lisa. She's amazing. Yeah. I got a chance to interview her last year. It was the bomb. But do you have any resources? Well, I'm definitely going to say her book. So yes, put that in the show notes for sure. Um, I would also say Taking Charge of Your Fertility by Tony Weschler. Awesome, awesome book. That's what got me started. And then I would definitely say if you're a nerd like me, um, the RHRI, so the Reproductive Health Research Institute, where you can learn more about reproduction and the body as a whole. Love it. Thank you so much. And then much. of course you Oop. can always follow me <laughs> at Coco Flow Fertility. And I talk about it there like all the time, every day. Of course. We'll be putting your information in the show notes. Um, any last words for our listeners on how we can be more empowered in our bodies around fertility and just our reproductive health? Um, last words, I would say your cycle is not just for reproduction, it's used for whole body health. And when you use your cycle as a tool, you can be your own health advocate and it's very empowering. You can take charge of your fertility, but your overall health as well. Love it. You guys heard it from Christine. No matter where you are in your health journey, you know what's best for you. But at the end of the day, it's important that we all take steps to learn our bodies more and more and how they operate so we can just feel more confident and take charge. So one last question I ask this to all our guests that come on the show, and that is how do you flourish? By empowering women through knowledge about their body very simple and beautiful. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Christine, for stopping by again, everyone. I'll be putting her information in the show notes so you can follow her and keep up with her. She's an amazing resource herself. And all right, I'll, I'll see you later, Christine. Thank you. Thank you.